We on? Yes, yes, y'all. You know what it is. We back with... <laughs> I had it. I had it. Whoa, 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 you know, it's 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 in honor of God did. You know, I was trying. God to, did. I was trying to make my contribution to the culture. God did. <laughs> yeah, God did. You know. Ooh, man. Hey, first of all, I just want to say, first of all, um, this is episode fifty-two. Fifty-two in this joint. Fifty-two, five-two, number fifty-two. Yeah. Um, that's a good number. Some one a good player on, on the Bears was fifty-two. I can't I can't think of who it is right but now. No, I don't know the numbers, bro. So but uh episode 52, 52, uh, 52, 52. yeah. Some of this, some of that podcast. Uh we're back. Um we are this is a good old Monday, um, a rainy Monday earlier. Um yeah, it was kind of uh it was rainy. Yeah. yeah, it was it was it was it was bad outside. I know it was bad because my dog, he didn't he didn't even want to go out. He was yeah. like, my dog literally looked at me like, "Hey, homie, I'm gonna yeah, wait to get out." Yeah, I'm dogs, like, they ain't feeling, they ain't feeling the rain. My no, cat yeah, don't care. She just, uh, she sleep the whole. She still slept the whole day. Now she's just sitting on my foot. Yeah. Now, so. My cat did the same thing. Slept the whole day. I'm bothered. Yes, yeah, they be cats are the most unbothered creatures on earth. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. um, anyway, I'm Coach Mo. We got Latisse over there, and yeah, yeah, she's um. Well, she was about to drop a, a sixteen, hot sixteen. I got, I got y'all next week for real, though. I'm, I'm gonna stop playing with y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop playing. Listen, I want, I want my homies who listen to this podcast <laughs> make beats. Drop Latisha beat in her uh, email. What I need, yeah. her little beat. She need a beat. She gonna drop sixteen for the for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, y'all do that. Y'all do that for me. <laughs> I'm gonna be a hype man. I'm gonna be a hype man. I'm gonna be like split. That's what brothers are for to be the hype, to, to be the hype person. Right. You bust, I'm split. <laughs> I, I like it. I got it. Yeah, I got that's it. How I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm I got gonna you, be bro. Episode 53 is gonna be, yeah. Y'all finna yeah, be, gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. lit. Just letting y'all know. Yo. What you do over the weekend? You know what? I had a pretty low-key weekend. Um I pretty much kicked it with family. Um, what else did I do? We did our Sunday dinner on um, Sunday. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't hang out. But this week, I'm doing a lot of hanging out this week. So, oh, you got plans? Yeah, I got plans. I got plans like all week because it's birthday season for a lot of my friends. So, September. yeah. September, yeah. You know, we got our little draft party. Yeah, we, we got, got our draft party. Draft and party tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And speaking like I said, um, one of my one of my good friends. Oh yeah, y'all know Kaya. She she was here a couple weeks ago. Oh, she yeah. was uh, had uh, Kaya uh, early, so we celebrating her all weekend. So you know how she do. <laughs> yeah, what day her birthday? Her birthday is on the sixth. So y'all gonna celebrate this weekend? Yeah. So Saturday and Sunday. Let so far, know. she got. Let some me stuff. know. I'm I'm crashed. Let me know y'all gonna be. I'm crashed. Yeah, I'm surprised she ain't sending it to you. She probably, you know, she last minute, so she might be sending you something. So that's cool. I'll show up. up. I'm looking forward to this weekend hanging out and getting out the house and Mm -hmm. taking in some, um, you know, some some nice adult festivities. Well, that's what you're supposed to do, especially as a single lady. Yeah, I work hard. I I I deserve that. (laughs) He said, "I deserve." I deserve. 
God did. God did. <laughs> I'm gonna be saying that for like, bro. I'm gonna be saying that till I don't I know. stop. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah, we gonna we gonna we gonna get into that after after you tell us about your weekend. How was your weekend? Shoot, my weekend, man. Look, it was busy, um, especially on Saturday morning. Then, but I, I have to admit, Tease, mm-hmm. it was only busy for one day because. Saturday evening when I got home from getting my haircut and stuff, I slept until Sunday. I overslept. I, I overslept on Sunday because I was supposed to get up and go to church. Yeah. <laughs> um, overs- <laughs> you know what though? I ain't gonna lie. That's some of the best sleep I had in a long time. You probably need it, bro. Probably I feel like it. I did it. I feel like I did because I literally didn't get up. You know how mm-hmm. usually like when you sleep, you know, you get up in the middle of the night, go use the bathroom, get some water mm-hmm. or something. Tease, I slept from like eight o'clock that night to like five in the morning. That's good. That's crazy though. I that's a, that's a lot of sleep. Yeah, but sometimes, bro, when you, especially when we, we be on like autopilot, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you yeah. got kids and stuff. So yeah. I think that's a that's good. Every once in a while you do need like a good sleep like that. I feel like I don't really see I have not slept that like like got like a full like eight hours or even like a full six hours i don't know how long yeah, yeah. My, my sleep is so broken up like i can't i can't sleep for long periods like i go to sleep i can go sleep at like 11 and then i'll sleep till like one then i wake up um, then i'm up for a couple hours then i fall asleep for about three then i wake up about five and then i go i stay up for about an hour then i go to sleep like about seven and i wake back up like around eight so so you don't sleep through I, I haven't slept through in a long time. You know, the only time I really sleep through, to be honest, is if I have an edible. <laughs> okay. okay <laughs> if then. I do an edible, or if like I've had a lot to drink. If I had a lot to drink, then yeah, I could I could sleep straight. But yeah, if I don't yeah. if I don't have anything to help me, yeah, I, I I don't. But somebody told me about some tea, like some like soothing tea, like some lavender. I think it's lavender. They told me we about. Got that. We got yeah, that. Yeah, that I could start. I should start drinking it at night so I can help yeah. help me sleep better. So because it's got um it's got that ingredient that um it's natural too. It's got, that, what is it that you give? We used to give it to our kids. The um I know what you're talking about. You know um, what I'm talking about. It help, it help them sleep. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I'm not I can't think of the word because I, I used to give it to my cat when she uh okay when I first, when I first got her and she used to be so like uh jumpy when I would be on the phone for like yeah. work stuff so yeah i um which i know exactly what you're talking about i can't think of the name right now i can't think of the name of it but yeah and i know that tea we use it because um samira she uh she uses it and then there's another thing like um there's a that's like bath salt that you use that has that same uh ingredient in it when you take a bath you put the little bubbles it's like bubbles but you take okay. Take a bath in it, but what it does, it has this stuff that it releases on you and mm-hmm. it helps you relax and it helps you sleep better. Okay, it's, it's good. Like, I didn't believe in it, I didn't know it, it does. It does. I, I mean, that's why you use, think you think look at the baby, the baby, uh, like the baby stuff, bro. And like yeah. some of the, the, the nighttime stuff, it has like lavender and that kind of stuff in it. That's that smell is supposed to be kind of like a sedative, like to help soothe people to, to, okay. to go them to sleep naturally. So, yeah, because I was like, I was like, you know what, I don't need to be trying to drink no 
you know, tequila to help me sleep by it, man. Cause <laughs> yeah, that could that could that could go bad. It could go real bad. Yeah, you don't want to get used to drinking like, like, yeah. like I said, you don't want to used to drink alcohol like, and that's your reason for. Hell yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. Sleeping good, so yeah, I feel you. I know, I know. On Friday, because uh, my wife Samara was off, so Friday we kicked it with uh, two of her homies came over here. So okay. we, was, we was in the back kicking it, drinking. Man, we was doing shots. Friday, Friday was Friday was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun on Friday. But like I said, I slept Saturday, Sunday. I woke up after I woke up at five. I went back to sleep. I slept to about eleven. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I got no sleep for probably the last six months. <laughs> you say that, now, bro. It's going to be busy season for you, so we'll see. <laughs> and that's the thing, Tease, because when the basketball season starts, I don't get much sleep at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's right around the corner, so. Right around the corner. It's right around the corner. I don't get much Have y'all started practicing, bro? No, we, don't, we, can't, we can't officially practice until November. Okay. So, so what we do now, we just uh, have conditioning. And open okay. gyms, but that's okay. it. Yeah, but uh, football season is in effect. Yeah, that's- preseason. Uh, Bears did good this weekend. Bears played up. Bears probably played the best game I've seen from them in in like two years. Really? Now, do now now you you the you the professional sports person here. So, <laughs> man, you think so now? Is it overhyped, bro? As as far as like Justin Fields this past weekend, because I've been seeing a lot of like Justin Fields love. So, listen, all I'm gonna say is this: if you're a Bears fan and you or if you really really like Justin Fields, you are encouraged and hopeful from what you saw last week because he really looked good. He really looked comfortable. He looked good throwing the football. He looked good making decisions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to say that let's just keep an even um, calm about this. That was a preseason game. Okay. Preseason games, you really don't get everyone's best effort. You're not always going against the best players in the preseason. So, But, again, it's encouraging. The Bears won. Justin Fields threw three touchdowns. He actually played pretty good all preseason, but we'll see in that, in another week on September 11th, mm-hmm. we'll see the real deal because then he'll be playing against a team with a really good defense, a team with a really good run game against our defense. Yeah. So we'll see because I'm one of those people, I don't think the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I don't think the Bears are the worst team in the NFL either. We're, but- not, we're not the Houston Texans. Okay. <laughs> we, we definitely ain't the Seattle Seahawks. They're mm-hmm. terrible. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. But I just don't. How has um, Russ' new team? How are they looking preseason? I picked Denver to win that division. Okay, so they've been looking pretty good so far. I I think what they needed, what Denver to me, what Denver always needed is what they got it in Russ, a quarterback. Okay. Okay. I always thought they needed so. Okay. I picked them to win the West. I picked them to win that division. Matter of fact, I, I told somebody I was going to get my predictions on the show, so I'm glad we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. I in, in the NFC North division with the Bears, I picked uh, Green Bay to win that division. Okay. But, but I don't pick Green Bay to, like, blow through the division like they have been over the years. I think Green Bay is going to be a nine-win team, maybe ten-win team, but they're going to win the division. Okay. For the NFC East, I picked. The Philadelphia Eagles to win that division. 
Um, NFC West, I pick the Rams that were in that division, the defending champs. Mm-hmm. They, brought, they brought everybody back. Matt Stafford right. getting healthy. So I picked them to win that division. Uh, for the AFC, this is to me the best conference in, football, in the NFL. So in AFC East, I picked the Buffalo Bills, who I also picked to go to the Super Bowl, Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, oh, I forgot the NFC South. Can't forget the GOAT. I picked Tampa Bay to win that division too because they got the GOAT coming back. I forgot about the NFC South. Okay. Can't forget about them. But the AFC East, I picked Buffalo. AFC North, which I think is going to be a division where all those teams are going to beat each other up. I picked the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson is about to have a hell of a year. I picked Lamar to win the MVP because he won his money. And mm-hmm. I think Lamar is about to go off this year. He got a he, he got a uh, he he damn it got to though, bro. Yep. You know, he was he was injured like last year, and yep. you know, so he got a he 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 damn it got to go off. Yep. So I think he tired of the disrespect. Yeah, I think he's about to go off. Um, Put some respect on that young man. Now. Yeah, they they do. <laughs> yeah, uh, the AFC West. I picked, like I said, I picked the Denver Broncos to win that division. Okay. That's probably going to be the best division in football because mm-hmm. they got some great quarterbacks in that division. You got Russ with Denver. You got my man, um, uh, what's my man, Pat Mahomes with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You got the young boy with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got the Raiders with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, can't think of his name right now. But you got him with a new coach. So, but I still think Denver with that defense that they got, and with Russ being the X factor, so to speak, they'll win that division. And then the AFC South, okay. which is probably the worst division in the AFC. I pick the Tennessee Titans to win that division again. But I think the Indianapolis Colts are gonna surprise some people and they're gonna make the playoffs. They might be a wild card. So those are my predictions. We'll see what happens. Uh, football right around the corner, fantasy football. Looking yeah. forward to it. You know that we always do that every year. How many yeah. leagues you in this year? I'm only in two. I'm only in two. I usually do yours, and then I do my family one. Um, and well, I guess yeah, I'm only in two fantasy leagues, and then we do the confidence pool too. So okay, uh, so I I'm just doing that. But it's so funny. Like I got into um, I got into like the fantasy because this was like probably a little bit over 10 years ago, maybe, maybe 10 years ago, exactly. Or a little bit less than 10 years where I didn't know a lot about football. Mm-hmm. And then one of my guy friends was like, if he's like, uh, you just got to watch it. And he said, you know what, get into the, get into like a fantasy league and um, yeah, yeah. Make you watch it. And that's going to make you pay attention to players. And that's going to make you uh, learn it. And he was right. Yeah, really right. And so I got into that league after that. After that, I think I've been in the league every year. So okay, yeah. Okay. So it's been um, it's been fun. Yeah, I, I look forward to it every year. It'd be fun. It, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you I know? think I won one year accidentally. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I was. <laughs> it was. It was. I, I I like it. I like the camaraderie. Like I said, it do. It does. It does for people that you know don't know a lot about football. I think it's a good start for you to. You know, start there because that way you get to be familiar with the positions and the players, the players in the True. positions. And then when you're watching, I still have a lot of questions for some stuff, but 
you know, uh, I get to play dumb. Like if I'm yeah. hanging out with a guy, I'd be like, what is that? Is that a is that a is that a touchdown? <laughs> but, but you know, T. What is what is third in there? What is that? <laughs> even, even though even though you say you get to play dumb, but mm -hmm. you do know what's going on though. So I do know I, what's going on. A it's guy, just, a guy it's can just, bring you to a bar, a bring yeah. you to a, like an actual like a football event with his homies, and y'all can actually like you can watch the game because you sure. know. Yeah, I'm not that dumb. So I, I'm joking. Like I, I do play it dumb, but you know, the, you know what throws me off is some penalties. Okay. That's that's what I'll be like. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Those penalties, you know, and that's when I get confused. It's funny, like because I did, like I, I, I had dated a couple football players, so I should know more than I do. Yeah, but, you should. Yeah, I don't though. But leave, leave them basketball players alone. I ain't really, you know what? I don't even think I dated it. I'm trying to see. Not in for not a, not for real. I, I definitely I like I said, I have my share of football players, but I feel like you heard that she had that share, y'all. I that. mean it's a small share, like a little piece of the pie. Oh <laughs> a little piece of pie. Um uh, I don't think I I don't think I've dated a basketball player. The watch somebody listening gonna be like, Oh yeah, really? You did yeah, you know somebody gonna come you know. somebody gonna text me like, yeah, yeah. so even they Oh, you know what I forgot. So I don't think so though. I don't remember they no. didn't play basketball. Teach you look like you should date a wrestler. <laughs> hmm. Oh, did I that, that can go many ways, but I mean Yeah. You know? <laughs> wrestling like like you know, like would you we look like our cat we say wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we say wrestling. What you mean when you say wrestling? <laughs> but you know what? About how many Usually, though, bro, like a lot of football players, though, like a lot of them do play two sports. Like some yeah. of them, as long as like they, they're off season, like I know football players that used to run track, and yeah. I know football players used to play baseball too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can, you can, but I don't think I, I don't think I dated a wrestler. But that should be that. That sounds fun though. Put that on your bucket list for twenty twenty three. Yes. Yeah. Wrestling. Show you right. Show you right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show you right. God did. God did. <laughs> That's why. Hey, when I come back Ooh. next, we'll come back next year after I, after I knock off my list. I'm gonna be like, God did, bro. <laughs> and I want Tease to win, but God did. <laughs> I can't. We're not feeling. You try to show oh, off like this. Hey, bro. man. Let's just talk about it since we cracking cracking jokes. Did you now? Did you like the song? So I did. Okay. I did. I liked it. You know, I I'm not a um, you know, I'm not like a a, a whole fanatic. Like I mm -hmm. when I was when I was listening to rap, um, I do think that Jay was definitely probably one of my favorite rappers at, mm -hmm. at that time. So I I just think I don't think um. His verse was good, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not, you know, versed enough in hip hop to be like that was his best, was worst, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was a solid Jay Z verse. Like, I don't, it's very rare that he doesn't, you know, come with it. So I think people just be so excited to hear from him because he, he's older now and he don't, you know what I'm saying? He ain't uh -huh. rap, you know So when he do drop some people go crazy. So yeah. I think it was good, but. I know you're going to disagree, but I thought Lil Wayne Rush was good, too. I, actually, I'm not going to disagree. You be yeah, I, I thought Wayne Rush was surprised my take on this. Oh, well, yeah. What, 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 I, I can, I I know you enough to know probably where you feel about it, but, you know, what, what was your 
initial thoughts? First of all, I think that, like, honestly, I listened to the song all weekend. Mm-hmm. I've heard the song at least over 20 times now. Okay. It's a really, really good song. Okay. It's put together really well. It's it's damn near, I don't know, it's just my, it's damn near inspiring. Mm. The song, because of what they're talking about. And um, first of all, Rick Ross to me, I thought he had a good verse. He did. Some people didn't like it. I mm. thought his verse was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought Wayne had a very, very good verse. Okay. I love Wayne's verse. Yeah. Um, now, I know everybody was talking about Jay's verse. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing for me I love Jay's verse because. It ain't so much because it was eight minutes. It's because when he does rap and get on a song, you can tell that Jay knows what's going on in the world. Yeah. He knows who's been talking shit about him and his wife. He knows who's been talking shit about his business. Yeah. And he and you can tell when Jay has something to say. Yeah. I, I ain't gonna say he pissed off because I don't think I don't think billionaires like, it's, it's just because just because you don't hear him and don't think yeah. he's paying attention. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's that's he's, basically what I felt like. Paying attention. Letting y'all know paying I hear attention. everything. Yeah. In that verse, like in that verse, you can tell he's paying attention. Like the part about Meek Mill. Now that mm-hmm. just came out a couple weeks ago that Meek Mill left. Uh, yeah. Washington. So I feel like he did just not wrote. He just not did this. <laughs> which, which, which happens a lot with Jay Z. Yeah, yeah. He gets on features. Yeah. You can kind of tell. All right, he just did this. Mm-hmm. You can tell. You could just because even with the Drake when he was on the Drake um, feature on Drake's last album, you could tell that's kind of new because yeah. what he was talking about. Yeah. Uh, listen, I know people don't really like Jay Z fans. I get it. It's part of that. It's part of the whole deal. But bottom line is, at his age, he still can rap. Mm-hmm. To me, it don't sound like he's getting. Like he don't sound like he's getting outdated. No, he don't. He don't. You know what I'm saying? He don't. Um, now, as far as the Khaled album, it was decent. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. But like I was telling people, I would be fine if I never hear a Khaled album again. <laughs> and why? It's not, it's not because I don't think Khaled is talented. It's just that it's going to be the same type of album. Yes. Yeah. Same arrangements. The yeah. same features. Yeah. He always had the same people on there. It's the same yeah. arrangement. Yeah. And, and to me, it does sound the same. Yeah. I I, but, I, I, I agree with you though. I like he, it, yeah. like it, it, it. He don't really, he hasn't really, to me, he hasn't really evolved musically. So. And and that's fine. He has, Cal is doing great. He yeah. got a big following. He got a huge brand. And that's, that's, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. He's, he's just ad libs just kill me all the time. Like, He'll, he'll, wear, he'll, wear, that, he'll wear that shit out. Yeah. yeah. That's what he do. He's a great marketer. He, he knows what to do. He's a, he's a great motivator. So He is a great motivator. He's a very good motivator. I give him credit. I follow him on Snapchat. And yeah. he, he says some funny shit, but he really does motivate you to like be better with your life. Like Puffy the same way. True. Like, True. When True Diddy that. be talking... I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes Diddy fires me up. Like he yeah. be talking like about motivation and get out here and do it. Like do yeah. it yourself. Like it, it pumps me up. But yeah, um, just going back to the song, God did the song was dope. 
the, the, the whole, the chorus, the hooks, and then John Legend just came through yeah. and took everybody to church. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was a good song. Real good song. Good. Well, I, bro, I don't want to prolong you. I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but we do have a guest today and she's okay. here. So before we go any deeper to the show, I'm going to bring her on. All right. And then we'll get back to that nonsense later. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I was over here nodding like, yep, I love me some Jay. Love me some Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, to cut, I had to cut my brother off because he'll go for another 10 minutes, you know, talking about Jay-Z. I was like, you know what? We got to guess. <laughs> you got to shut up about yo, oh, oh, Jay. Okay. <laughs> I'm passionate, okay. Oh, that's what it called. Right, 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 right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So wait, wait. Let me let me let me introduce our guest properly. Um, Please don't read my bio like you. No, know. no, no. This, uh, this is freestyle <laughs> for me. This is freestyle okay. for me. Good, thank you. Listen, uh, listeners, we have a special guest tonight. Um, this is one of my homies from back in college. Um, in the early 2000s, we met. Um, she was a great homie, great friend. Um, she was always around me and the guys. She was always lending a helping hand, always giving us words of encouragement. And she'd cuss us out every now and then, but and she, she was, should. She was a great friend. Um, but we brought her on here because I feel like people need to hear from her because she has not only she's not a, a like a dope person but she has a great story and she's an author so with that being said um ladies and gentlemen this is my homie jamie gill uh, real quick real quick she's from <laughs> she's from the great state of illinois okay mm-hmm. but however she decided to take her talents to daytona <laughs> <laughs> But I'll be back in Chicago on Thursday. So that's all that matters. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Danny, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Cole. Mm-hmm. So, like, so dope to be here. I am a fan of the show. So um, it feels good to be able to be on the other side of the microphone today. So <laughs> I love what you're we doing. definitely today. appreciate you coming. Appreciate you. Anytime. For coming. Yeah. Anytime. So what, what I want to get into, um, first, let's talk about, like, your background, where you from, high school, and college, and then what you're doing right now. All right. Well, um, long story short, I am the youngest of four children. My siblings are 8, 10, and 15 years older than me, so I am the baby show enough. Um, (laughs) And I remind them of that on a very regular basis. Um, (laughs) I am originally from, I was born and raised in Markham, Illinois, which is a south suburb of Chicago. But that whole south suburb area, um, Homewood, Flossmoor, Country Club Hills, like all of that is truly my stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Um, from Rich Central High School in 1957, um, the school that no longer exists, the building does, but I guess they changed their mascot and the whole district oh. has changed. Which okay. Is weird. I feel like a piece of me died when that left. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated with a, a tennis scholarship and athletic. Uh, academic scholarship to Prairie State College. I was on um, one of the first tennis team, the first tennis team at Prairie State College. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
we were the lady pioneers. And so that's a pretty dope part of history to know that I was one of the first on the Tennessee, especially being, you know, a, a girl of melanin magic, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's a dope part of my story. Left there and uh, wanted to continue my tennis uh, pursuits because, you know, I thought I was dope, but I was coming for Serena and Venus. And, <laughs> all right, all right. and uh, it led me to Lewis University in Romeoville, Illinois, of all places in the world. And uh, But I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I was not only able to meet Coach, but some amazing, just amazing people. They say the people that you meet in college are friends for life. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. And uh, I played tennis for a little while in college. I technically still have one year of college tennis eligibility. So, you know, I'm over 40, I still be thinking about it. <laughs> I still be thinking about it, but I uh, majored in multimedia production and um, I had an amazing opportunity to do what I love for over 25 years. I was a television producer for New Faith Baptist Church nice. uh, for a very long time. Had a dope opportunity to do some amazing production work with, uh, for MC Light, Russell Simmons, um, American Cancer Society, NAACP. And so um, when they say God make your gifts make room for you, I can definitely attest to that because some of the opportunities that I have had, I don't, I'm like, me? For real? <laughs> like, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful. I uh, moved to Daytona Beach, Florida five years ago, very unexpectedly. Um, my mom was tired of living in the cold. She was tired of falling on black ice. And uh, my dad at the time was what I, on what I called the hospital tour. And so I wanted to come down and help my sister with him. And um, it was probably one of the best decisions in my life that I didn't know at the time because I ended up being present for the last two years of my dad's life. And uh, that's still weird, you know, your daddy, <laughs> your daddy around. But uh, Daytona's different than Chicago. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's dope. Like the weather's great, and um, I like to get to know the Jamie version in Florida because when you move cities, you have to be a different person because it just requires something differently out of you. So I'm the same girl. But you know, it requires um, some change in you. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to grow, and to learn yes. more about myself um, yeah. being yeah. down here. So, yeah. so yeah, that's so, me and <laughs> So be, before we get into um, you being a dope author, now Latisse, now she's been in Florida for quite some time, right? She actually survived the hurricane. So, yeah. Jamie, uh, tell the people about. The name of the hurricane and, and how was that experience? So I moved down here May 2017 and um, <laughs> Florida's largest hurricane in like over 20 years came in July, August. Irma. Yeah, I would have been back home. I was like, <laughs> you know. So you, my sister's been down here for, you know, 30 years plus. So, you know, I'm like, oh, well, she was always fine. So I'm sure it's nothing. Well, my sister always lived a little bit more inland in the city called Deltona. Okay. Well, I am literally 10 minutes from the ocean. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> So <laughs> um, you go to the grocery store, there's no toilet paper, there's no water, there's like people are frantic down here. Mm -hmm. and so you know, my mom and I know snow. <laughs> you know, right. snow. <laughs> and right. so 
at the time I was um, a server at Applebee's at the time when I first moved down here. And so my coworkers are teaching me like, okay, this is what you do. Do you have a cell phone? Get you a bottle. I'm about to actually show you guys live. So you guys get to have a hurricane survival trick live. Oh, wow. Okay. So you turn your flashlight on on your phone, mm -hmm. get you a water bottle. It becomes a lantern. Okay. Wow. Your washing machine becomes a cooler. You fill it up okay. with ice. It holds your meat. It holds your beverages. Um, you fill your bathtub up with water. Like, I mean, just it was a lot of cool, you know, end of the world survival tricks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was scary. Um, it was uh because you kind of know when the, the storm is coming, kind of. And mm -hmm. so your news on as long as you possibly can you know you make sure your your gas is your car is filled up with gas i mean because gas stations were running out of gas people kept saying y'all need to leave town but we didn't know like where do you go did you think about like at that time like going back home or, or going like further inland or but like but where we had just moved here <laughs> we, just, like, we got the money we just missed all over here uh-huh it was it was we had a lot of people like we have a lot of family and friends like come to Atlanta come to Atlanta we have people talking about come to the Carolinas we have um friends in other parts of Florida like come here well my mom and I was like well we just, I don't think the Lord sent us here to kill us so we just <laughs> yeah and so when we that day I'll never forget it it got eerily quiet they talk mm -hmm. about the calm before the storm it got mm -hmm. eerily quiet mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we heard this sound that sounded like a train. So me and my mom are like running to the bathroom because we don't know what's getting ready to happen. A tornado actually came before the hurricane hit. Whoa. Before yeah. the hurricane hit. And so I live very close to a hospital. And so we're thinking, oh, we'll be fine. Well, y'all, it was scary. I live in an apartment complex. And so I live on the second floor. So I was safe as far as, you know, feeling like I was going to be flooded out. I yeah. bought a couple sandbags because, you, again, you don't know. You don't know. Um, and so we were without electricity for a week. Um, oh, and oh, Lord, Lord, mercy. My, my mom being, you know, the adventurous mm -hmm. woman, she, she decided to get pneumonia right before the, the hurricane. Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> It was it was crazy. It was crazy, but uh, we we survived. <laughs> we lived. You live. You still I learned in that is that Floridians <clears throat> don't get crazy about hurricanes. It's the people that's not originally from Florida. They mm -hmm. get crazy about hurricanes. Yeah. And yeah. so you know, Floridians, they're like, whatever, we're fine. We're not going anywhere. And mm -hmm. everywhere that people were telling us to come, like Atlanta, the Carolinas, they got hurt, hit worse than we did. Mm. Oh, okay. So That's yeah, so I was glad we didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I have family in Louisiana, so I hear the hurricane stories, and they've they've gone through some some big ones too. So yeah. you said yeah. it's like the calm before the storm. They always say that it's like super quiet, and then next creepy. thing you know, it sounds like trains coming over your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. super creepy, and so and then you really don't know because it's raining and it's windy and stuff is blowing, and you know. I'm from Chicago. You know, you always slightly nosy when you're from Chicago. So, you know, right. I'm like, what happened? But it was yeah. kind of, I don't know, the adventure girl in me kind of enjoyed going out afterwards. So I wanted to see the effects of a hurricane. And so you mm -hmm. need to see how it like damages buildings and literally moves cars. And, you know, so it was, I'm, I'm grateful to still be alive to tell the story. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Well, we, we, we're glad you're still here. You and your mom, we're glad you're still here. Definitely. Um, 
So let's get into this book. Okay. Because, you know, my baby. A lot of people might not know, but I've always known you to be very um, open, storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I know this isn't your first book. I know that. This isn't your first book. So let's talk about the book. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, I know. Pick a book, any book, pick a book. No. <laughs> no. no. The newest book is called Lessons for the Little Boy, right? Yeah. Well, that's, well, actually, I like to be different. I had two books okay. that just came out recently. I have Lessons for Little Boy and Lessons for Little Girl 2 okay. that came okay. out right behind each other. So pick which one you want to talk about first. <laughs> well, because let's talk about Lessons for the Little Boy because yeah. um, I think that the title is grabbing. It grabs me. So I'll, I'll, let's talk about that. Okay. So uh, my first book uh, was published in 2014, Lessons for Little Girl. Um, mm-hmm. I jokingly say I don't, I don't birth uh, people, I birth books. And so <laughs> this is my first baby, my daughter, Lessons for Little Girl One. Um, it came out of a, honestly, the story, I was asked to speak at an international youth conference back in 2013-ish. And um, I had a mentor at the time that was saying that you have to leave something with the people. And I, we've all been to conferences, whether it was at church or an empowerment conference or whatever, sure. and we're able to go home with something. And so, you know, it's nice to have T-shirts and pens and water bottles, but I wanted to really leave the young people with something. And so I didn't really know what to do. And so I was literally just, I've always been a journaler and I was flipping through my journal and I was like, <laughs> and literally this book is our pages from my journal literally um at the time i had a radio show in chicago with uh my very dear friend alicia bowens called the love perspective we were on w uh i'll say wciu no that's where i worked um we were on uh, 102.3 and we had a radio show and we had a a publisher come on um, shout out to my publisher mr glenn murray and 220 publishing and he was talking about being a publisher and how people can become authors and the whole time you know it's just like this thought nagging you on the back of your head like right about your book tell him about your book and i'm like he's not gonna like it i don't have no money to publish a book just all that self-doubt we do right mm-hmm. and so i couldn't ignore the voice anymore and i ended up telling him about the book sent it to him long story short he loved it and it's one of the fastest growing books in 220 publishing history at that time nice. um, when i was at a book signing at a uh, church they actually had a comedy show and uh was i was a vendor and this gentleman walked up to me and he said um i said okay sir who would you like to make the book out to your wife your daughter he was like to me and so i you know kind of took me aback a little bit because it's a book for women you know yeah. he said if there's something in here for women i know it's something that men can learn from too and it was in that moment that the concept of lessons for little boy was born mm-hmm. that was six years ago and it literally has taken me six years to find the right man to understand why god had given me that assignment i'm not a man like why are you asking me to create a platform for men to be able to talk about their experiences and um, what they need in life and the lessons that they learned or they wish they had learned earlier things that they're still learning Um, And then I realized the reason it had to be me was a because God did an amazing work um, in my relationship with my father um, and how my parents got divorced when I was very young. And so I always 
I always knew who my dad was. He was always around, but not as involved as I wanted him to be um, because divorce just changes the dynamics of family sometimes. And um, But full circle, me and my dad had a full circle opportunity. Uh, we, there are no regrets. I miss my daddy horribly, um, but we talked about everything. All forgiveness was given for all things of the past. I was able to tell him how much I loved him. We were able to talk about the mistakes we both made, both me as a daughter, him as a father. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that oftentimes women, I'm not beating up on us, but sometimes <laughs> <laughs> we can make it difficult for men to be vulnerable. Sure. Yeah. Um, we we don't always support them the way. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, we don't give them. We think the, we do, but we, you know, we, we really we, don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, you know, especially us sisters, we 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 do. We're, we're we're a little hard on men, and I can say that. You know, we expect them to be men and to be strong and to be providers and and to you know be there for us, but we don't necessarily give them the safe space emotionally yeah, to yeah. be able to have um those weak moments so that they can go out and then gain the strength to go out and be strong again and so this book gives me an opportunity as a woman to be an ally for men Um, but it really creates a beautiful platform for men to be able to talk about my authors are 23 to 65 and um it's just a beautiful beautiful display i'm not saying that because it was my vision but like literally these guys shared their heart um about how difficult it is being a man and um one gentleman talks about losing his mom and how he had to then take care of the person that took care of him his whole life and how that changed him and um you know they talk about divorce and love and faith and you know uh, one of my uh, favorite chapters i guess i can't say they're all my favorite but um this one gentleman talks about being a girl dad he has all daughters and you know how that changed him and his dynamic you know and you know being a father and how he creates a world for his women in his life and so it's just it's a beautiful insight to what we don't always get to see as women to the mind of a man yeah okay yeah that's my baby you got a question i I mean i got a few of them but you got a question Uh, well you know what one of my questions was gonna be like uh you kind of answered it talking about the book was like do you did you get any pushback with writing a book for men and because you know uh people will see that way you're not a man how would you know but it's good to hear that you did have men involved yeah. to help tell a story so they can so guys so anybody that's listening she did have men involved i literally get this question all the time yeah. please, all the time like well yeah. what you got this mm-hmm. i literally my part in the book it's so small like literally i welcome the men to the the opportunity um to do self-reflection um i share a, a very personal story of my father and i'll i'll go into it a little bit with you guys that i didn't go into in the book um i was in college and um i was my dad and i were sitting there i'll never forget it was after church we were sitting in the car and we were talking and i was just kind of like being up on my dad very honestly like well you weren't there and i went through so much and you know i went to three proms you were not there for any of them i was just kind of giving them the ride act mm-hmm. and i um shared something i am a sexual assault survivor and mm-hmm. i was even sharing that with my father and how he wasn't there and a girl's supposed to be able to run home to her daddy and tell her about the bad guys and the pain that she's gone through and you weren't there you weren't there and um i suffered from you know, so a lot of emotional damage from that and how I used to be very suicidal. I mean, very honestly, even in college, 
um, I attempted to take my life. And so I was mm-hmm. sharing this stuff with my dad and he began to share times in his life that he was suicidal. Mm. Mm. And that kind of like took me back. And so, but in that moment, I was like, well, you, well, what about me? What about me? And I, like God gave me an opportunity to hear me. Like I was able to hear myself. This man is sharing something that was not easy. To, mm-hmm. But how many black men that you know tell you that they have struggled with suicide or thought yeah. You know, and so I had to like stop in that moment and allow my dad to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Then change this very aggressive, antagonizing space to be a space of comfort and support. Yeah, listen to my dad, and so we ended up literally making a commitment that day that suicide was not an option, no matter how things whatever bad we were getting it was such a bonding moment for me and my father so i opened the book i didn't go into that much detail as i did with you guys um but i talk about that story and then i move out the way and then for the next 13 chapters it's all the men and then i just come back at the back of the book and i congratulate the men for taking a journey of Mm self-reflection i'm a huge self-reflection enthusiast and i believe deeply um i live by a mantra of i write i'm willingly risking um, introspection for transformation and elevation. And mm. so I deeply believe in self-reflection, meditation, prayer, yeah. journaling, because two, two. I think that you, the answers are here, but we can't hear them. And that's what the little boy and little girl are symbolic of is just your inner self. Um, yeah. When you were fearless, when you were courageous, when you were willing yeah. to and do anything but then we become adults and we have responsibilities and you know we're trying to get a wife and get a husband and get some kids and get a title and get the office in the corner that we lose ourselves in the midst of trying to get all of these things and so my books are really just an opportunity for you to go back and get you yeah yeah yeah. that's dope i mean i think when i was listening to you know your relationship with your dad and my dad he's a girl dad so he has four girls and it's just but it's it's interesting when when you get older, you realize you have to forgive your parents. And this is like I, I feel like I have the best dad ever, right? But my dad didn't have his dad, right? And so that was a burden that he carried for a long time that made him angry. And I'm sure kind of tailored how he probably parented us. And I think sometimes we forget that our parents are learning in real time. Like they don't, they're 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 growing too, they're getting older, and so we we look at them as like this all encompassing, know everything, but they don't know everything. They're still they're still elevating, as you just said, they're still growing. And so we we have to give them that space and that forgiveness and that grace to be like, you know what, it wasn't ideal, but you know, it was the best that you knew at that time. And so it's kind of dope. Do you have kids? Yeah, I don't either. But so, Coach, I know you got two amazing children. Um, but, Tish, you've been through situations that you've never been in before, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. this podcast when you guys first started, work environments. And when you're in it, you're doing the best you can for where you are. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that for both of my parents because yeah. I recognized that that was my truth. Mm-hmm. So what makes them any different, you know? Right. And, right. So, and, and my siblings and I, we're all very different, very, very different. Like I am, me and my second brother, well, I guess me and my brothers, we all have similarities, of course, 
but like I am the, you know, out there, want to know everybody, want to meet everybody. My second brother's like that too. They call, we called him the mayor because my brother know everybody. Um, <laughs> but my sister, she's more of an introvert, you know, deep thinker, the responsible one. Um, even in caretaking from my dad, my dad literally used to call her the boss and he would call me the baby. Like I was the fun one. You yeah. know, I was sneaking him donuts in the hospital, you know, <laughs> going yeah. to get margaritas when we get released. <laughs> yeah. you know? But she was like, dad can't eat this. He can't, you know, so we were yeah. so very different. So how do you parent four extremely different people? And you have to be sensitive because we all, as a parent, needed something different from our parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're right. That grace and forgiveness is so necessary, um, not only for them, but, you know, we need it, too. We need to ask them to forgive us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, I know, I know, Jamie, you said uh, the man who contributed to the book, you said the ages uh, were from, like, what, 23 and up. Yeah. Oh, so, like, I know when it comes to self-reflection, I know men like my age group, 40 and over, that's hard for us because growing up, we were taught that um, as, a, as a man, you're supposed to deal with whatever you're going through and just deal with it and get yeah. over it. And since the guys that contributed to this book, do you feel like, were you more surprised the ages who were able to get their thoughts out and be so self-reflective, or were you just like, you know what, this is this is what I expected. This is what this is going to help older men, guys who stuck in their ways, and this is going to help young guys be able to be more expressive. So that's a great question. I didn't know what I was going to get. I'm gonna be very, okay. <laughs> very honest because here's the thing there were some people i really wanted in the book that bailed out on me um i had one gentleman in particular who came to me in tears telling me he couldn't be in the book because he just wasn't ready now mind you i didn't give them any stipulation there was only one man that i told him what i wanted him to write about and okay. that's the girl that i wanted him to talk about that okay um, just I needed that story. Number one, it brought to me more validity to my presence in the book. And I wanted to kind of show the dynamics of that father-daughter relationship since my father was no longer here to talk about that. Um, and so that was the only person that had like, this is what I want everybody else, whatever you feel led to share with the world. That was all I said to them. I didn't give them a number count. I didn't give them how many pages. I said, write until you feel like you're done. Okay. And um the <laughs> variety that I received. I had one, uh, I'm not gonna call him out, I'm not gonna call the author out, but this is like my brother. He is so smart. And when he first submitted his writing years ago, because he was one of the first people I asked, it was all this, it was all brain. Mm. And I was like frustrated with him. I said, dude, can you not give me your head, give me your heart? Mm. Like yeah. You're trying to be very like analytical. Like, don't nobody want to read that? Like, they yeah, want yeah. they need to know the emotion of you. And you're sitting here trying to be this professor. Get this out of here. Right. right. <laughs> like, well, that's what the you know, that's what I felt that to give. And I was I was like, well, whatever. And I was mm-hmm. torn. Well, of course, you know, time happens, life happened, and it was time to, to focus on the book again. So I resent him what he sent me. I said, just read, just look at it again. Tell me, because things have changed. 
at the time, I don't know, I think maybe he had one child and now he had another son and, you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, go back and look at it. And he's like, Jamie, why did you let me send you this? I said, well, that's what you said you wanted to give. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people have to go back and reflect on their own experiences to get a new vantage point. Yeah. And so for me, it was just, there was very little editing that needed to be done, honestly. Like I just allowed the men, I didn't want to try to steer the boat. I wanted the boat to lead us on a journey. And right. that's what I allowed their words to do. Like I, there was very, very little that I took out. Um, and if I did, it was just because I wanted to kind of um, maybe make it go with the chapter before, because they're all very different stories. But it was very little taken out of the books that I am so grateful for their vulnerability. And it was most, there's only one 20 year old in the book. Everybody else is, now look, it's over 40. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. That's, so, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so you're talking, and it's a, I mean, we have black men, we have white men, we have, you know, uh, married people, single people, because there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a wide variety. We have professors, architects, business owners, um, marathon runners, pastors. A bishop is in here. Um, that's my uncle. That's my mama, baby brother. My uncle played in the NFL, um, and now he's a, a um, he he owns car dealerships. And so it talks about his transition from an athlete to a business owner and mm-hmm. how he has to raise his sons. And um, you know, so it's just it's that's super dope. It's, that's it's, dope. Like I, not, nothing against my girl books. Nothing against yeah, the girl books. Yeah. This book just holds a very special place in my heart because especially um I understand, I guess it's the trend now to talk about men's mental health. And yeah. it's always been a trend, it's always been necessary. And absolutely anything that I can do to try to help in that to create that platform for men, then I'm just honored to be a part of. Yeah. That's dope. Because yeah, you like you said, it's a trend. I, I hope it doesn't just stay trendy. You know what I'm saying? Right, I, right. Like you said, it's been a thing. Like I feel like right. a lot of our our men, they they haven't felt the, the 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 security to be able to express themselves. So to have definitely to see so many older men, I knew that was hard for them because I know like as much as my daddy loved me, I know for a shadow of a doubt, like my dad loves all of us, but he's not expressive like that. He, yeah. we, we, we didn't say like you know he wasn't huggy, <laughs> you know he didn't he didn't do all of that. But I know for sure if I call my daddy for anything, he's he's Johnny on the spot, right? But I think it's it's so dope that those men were comfortable to to share their story. So I definitely going to get that because I think that's a, a story that I want to read and I want to share with my dad too. Cause yeah. I think you know, mm-hmm. they need to, they need to, he needs to hear that. He needs to see it. So. He needs to know that his emotions matter. Like a lot of times yeah. men think that they're, we feel like we need them from a provider standpoint. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, you guys, <laughs> this is kind of the, the dynamics of like me losing my father, my father passed two months after my godfather passed. So every man that's ever raised me is gone. My grandfathers, my godfather and my daddy. And as an unmarried woman with no children, that left me in a very weird mental space, feeling uncomfort. I still, I mean, feeling uncovered. I have my uncle still very much, um, but you know, the dynamics of our relationship is very different. Like, I love my uncle. If I needed anything, he's there. But, you know, he, you know, we just, he wasn't around like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so I have my, 
especially my one brother. He think he always thought he was my other daddy anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, uh, I think it's so necessary. If I could say anything that this book is not only important for men to know that your mental health matters to us, because I did, I definitely deeply believe that we are only as good as we can be to ourselves. Then we can be to each other. I mean, the Bible talk about that. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. You can only give out what you have. And so it's necessary to do that internal work so you can have a healthy projection to the rest of the world. But the other dynamic, which is, I think that is beautiful that is picking up. There are so many, do you know some of, (laughs) some of the most feedback that I get from this book is from women. Interesting. What what kind of feedback do they, like, what are they saying? Oh my God. I wasn't aware that men went through this. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't think about it. (laughs) Because we're built differently, we I mean we got different body parts, so clearly yeah. function differently, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think being able to have that conversation with you, because you know, women we like to give the details, right? Mm-hmm. You can relate. You're a bullet point, like just what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to build the story. We got to tell you what it was sunny outside and. Mm-hmm. That woman had on a red shirt. None of that stuff matters to the men. They like absolutely <laughs> black and white, black and white. Right. Oh, great. Great. Let's get to it. And so I think that being able to be built differently is necessary to give those vantage points, so that way we can be better husbands, be better wives, be better friends. Like mm-hmm. when I tell you, Coach talked about how I was always around the guys. Living in Cody Hall, anybody that went to Lewis University, it's immediately they're gonna be like, Oh, <laughs> Cody Hall was an experience, and I was a peer minister <laughs> for Cody Hall. Cody Hall used to be an all male dorm. Mm-hmm. Lewis decided to uh make it a co ed dorm. Oh boy, <laughs> and so let me let me add to it. <laughs> um, that's the dorm where uh, Lewis was not an African American HBCU experience at all, right? Oh, <laughs> right? so, uh, that's where all your most of your black people live—the <laughs> black guys. Mm-hmm. That's where your fraternity guys live and your athletes. So you can just imagine the energy of this building, right? Mm-hmm. I'm about to be ready to teach. You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> the guys lived on the third floor. The girls lived on the second floor, and the guys lived on the first floor. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> More ways than one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was the only deacon in the dorm. And if you was the only deacon, yeah. Really, Corey? <laughs> so only I, deacon. I'm going into this building as the peer minister. Um, we didn't have RAs back then. And so, but essentially, that's what the peer minister did. We wanted, if there was any problems in the building, they would come tell me if, if they needed spiritual support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's what I would have been. <laughs> I, go, I go to Cody, you know. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, but I was always around the guys, even back then, just because, number one, Corey has a, like, his friends are like I, I I have to say I'm blessed. I went to school with some really dope guys, like just really really down to earth guys. Now there was some slime balls down there too, but for the most part, like just really good. I mean, still solid individuals to this day. Mm. And so I would literally, and Corey contest, I would just sit in the, sit on the floor in the hallway. 
Mm. Just watch them interact with each other. And I'll sit there and I'll usually be eating some ice cream or something or some fudge sickles or something and just be sitting there and watching their dynamics with each other and um, watched how they checked each other. Um, I'm not gonna put his name out there, but one of my favorite stories is when Corey, one of your one of your friends, went through a heartbreak. How he would just play boys to me. But I mean, you could hear it through the whole building. I mean, but that's just to show his. St- and if you saw this guy, you wouldn't think he was a softy like that. I gotta know who that is now. I'm gonna nope. have to. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to message y'all after the show. <laughs> if you tell us on you, I'm not telling. <laughs> but it was good for me. I mean, I think that a lot of that's where a lot of lessons for the little boy truly was born was in college, just watching these these men interact and become men. You know, true men and venture off into, and we would have some of the dopest conversations about relationship and life even back then um and just our dynamics as african americans in the world and um what our various degrees were and i mean even helping each other recognize like you know that you know that's not a healthy relationship for you why are you dating her or why are you dating him yeah. and i was the girl with mystique nobody knew because i came in as a sophomore and everybody was like what who is she and then look here teach you ready this is this is the kind of like trouble i like to start my first day of school i wore a shirt that said so anxious Oh boy. <laughs> oh yeah. They was like, oh so, yeah. So, this this how bad, like this is this is crazy. So the first day, nobody knew who she was. Mm-hmm. So everybody referred to her as the girl with the soul. <laughs> I'm sure. That's crazy. That's just so crazy. Nobody knew her name. Nobody knew what year she was. Nobody knew where she lived at. It was just, it was just Ajo, old girl working the cab. It's so anxious. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love you say that, right? I love (laughs) it because I was a transfer student, so they didn't know if I was a freshman. They didn't know if I was a side. And I and I just sat back. I said, I said in the middle of the cat. I was very strategic. I said in the middle of the cafeteria (laughs) with this white shirt with blue letters on. And people walk up past, and I just was sitting here. And I've always had a friendly face, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. I had the stank face, like, don't come bother me. Right. Brian Craig was the first person that ever talked to me at uh, Lewis. He came up and was like, so. Shout out to BC. My homie BC. Shout out to BC. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, so, you know, what's your name? Where you from? Who, you know? Yeah. And I guess he went back and gave a report, like, she cool, y'all. She cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. So. So, so Jamie, be, be, before we let you out of here, we always ask our guests this question. Because okay. um, I know, first of all, I know you'd be good for this question because you love R and B. You love you're a That's music true. lover too. You love music. That's true. So, give us your five, your five top five, your favorite, your top five favorite R and B artists. Always and forever. Marvin Gaye. Okay. Always and forever. Um, just because I was in love with him when I was a little girl. I've always liked older men. I need to go counseling. <laughs> I was talking to my mom about this. My second person would be Prince. Prince, okay. Um, somebody asked me the other day, what was the first movie you ever remember watching? Like, go back to, I was like, <laughs> I said Purple Rain. It was like 
what? I said, I don't know why. <laughs> Shouldn't have been watching Purple Rain, but I was. Uh, <laughs> Prince Marvin Gaye. Um, hmm, only five? That's difficult. Uh, I would probably say I have a new appreciation for, and not for the reasons y'all think, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Tank. Three, okay. That's, that's a good one. That's, that's my boo. That's my boo. Tank is very smart. I like. I love listening to him talk, which makes me love his music even more. Yeah. Um. Number three would have to be He's four. You're on four now. Am I Prince? Mm -hmm. Prince. Okay. Okay. So number four would have to be. Um. Oh God. It, single artist or group? Don't matter. Um, Jodeci. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Jodeci. All right. Okay. Jodeci got me in a lot of trouble when I was younger. After <laughs> 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 party. No, wait a minute. I ain't even going to a story about that. I had to. I had had three copies of that CD. I had to. Mm. I had to get rid of them. Me and the Lord had to. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one would probably be you know who else I really like and I'm like I don't feel bad for saying this but he's so dope Chris Brown okay alright okay like, he's a I think the person that said Marvin Gaye and Chris Brown yeah you're the first person ever yeah yeah, yeah that, you're, the, you're, the first, you're the first person that's mentioned yeah. Marvin Gaye and Chris Brown so. yeah you are yeah, yeah. I, I, I blame my nieces for my love for Chris Brown. Chris Brown is dope. Yeah, he is. Like if you, they they compare him a lot to like Michael Jackson and stuff, and people get now he's not. But if you really study Chris Brown's story and how involved he is in his music, mm -hmm. yeah. So good friend, I give it to him. Okay. I like your five. Your five. I like your five was different. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said your yours yours definitely was different. So yeah, because I fan many generations you know what i mean mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah. So, so, so jamie so jamie where can we where can we find your book and where can we follow you on social media at my look i tell people all the time i'm too old to be you know sexy caramel 79 <laughs> <laughs> i'm just too old. jamie Gill everywhere as you see my name on the screen that is and for those that are listening it is spelled j-a-i Mm -hmm. I say keep me together. It is not jammy. It is jammy. <laughs> I know that's right. Um, and I'm everywhere the same way. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. You know, uh, my website is jamieagill.com. What you see currently will be changing shortly because the update after at the new book up there, and there'll be some. My blog will be started soon. Um, I'm actually starting my podcast back. So Okay. Um, All right. Guys, very soon. So uh so yeah, Jamie Gill everywhere. I who you hear on this radio uh show today on this podcast is the same person you'll meet in person. I have been consistently the same person my whole life. I mean, I've evolved, of course, but like I'm just I'm just, you know, as LL Cool J used to say, I'm just a runaway girl, you know. Bamboo <laughs> <laughs> earrings and extensions in my hair, like that's. Oh, okay. 
Jamie, I appreciate you. Thank you for giving us your time. Sure. Thank you. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. You. When I get to Chicago next week, if for free, I would love to connect with you guys. Even if it's just, you know, just for a brief, you know, cup of coffee or, you know, a glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, sounds good. Dope. that sounds dope. Hey, right. sure I said, hey. And say hello to your mom for me too. I will. I will. My mom always likes you. I don't know why. <laughs> she ain't no better. I always was nice to her daughter. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'll give that up. You know, there are very few people you meet. You know, excuse me, some people in college, they have a hidden agenda. Mm-hmm. That was another coach. Like coach always was coach, you know. And so I thank you for that, for being just a dope male platonic friend that I could always, even to this day, I know that if I needed to come to you about anything, I really appreciate that because of the foundation that was built when we were in college. So salute to you, my friend. Salute to you. <laughs> All right, dear Jay. Thank you, Jay. Good night. We appreciate thank you. Thank you. Oh, Tisa, I didn't answer your question. My books are available everywhere. Books are sold. Barnesandnoble.com, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, Books a Million. So they literally, if they can reach out to, or if they want to reach out to me personally, um, I can have some provided for them as well. So definitely, so. we're gonna, we're definitely gonna provide the the links and stuff when we, when we post the episode. So for sure. Thanks, love. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, guys. Nice. All right, Jay. All right. Bye-bye. Boom. God did. God did. (laughs) That was dope. That was dope. dope. That was dope. That was was definitely, I love, um, I don't know, you know how you can just get like good vibes from people and you, mm-hmm. you can feel they like spirit through you know what people say they vibrations and all that I, I yeah. yeah she 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 seems real passionate about the subject matter but I can tell that you know she's sincere so yes. yeah I'm definitely, gonna, I'm definitely gonna check it out because I like I said I just think um you know I think sometimes we as black women like I said we think that we're I don't I don't think it's a uh, we're trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause we, we still got a lot of healing to do. Right. But I think we, uh, we think we're providing these safe spaces, um, based upon our perception of what we think it should be right. not necessarily what men want or what okay. they need. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that we have to get away from is listening to them and taking their word for it. You know what I'm saying? And not trying to put our twist on what we think it how it should look for, this man's safe space. He's telling you. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> telling- guys are really literal. Like y'all yep. really, y'all really don't, it's not that complicated. Like usually if a guy says that it's really pretty much what it's, it is. It's really literal. Listen, sandwich, yeah. sports, yeah, mouth. That's it. Well, you know, okay. That's it. Just, you you always we just had this wonderful conversation with you know, just normal, and you just had to bring the dirt. The dirt. That's normal. You just said guys are literal. That's normal. <sighs> Listeners, where just pray for a uh, coach. You know, he he can't. Well, listen, keep... listen, 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 listen. I <laughs> I want to I want to talk about. We got to talk about this before we leave. We got to talk about this Amanda Seals, her, her comments. Now you know me. You hate Amanda, but I used to love her. I did too. I used to love her. I really I used to love her. Like him, like him. I used to love her. Yeah. Yeah, but then I don't know. Something happened, you know, over the years. She just started saying some off the wall stuff. So um, that to me sounded like she was attacking men sometimes. But hey, well, she's back in the. Um, she's trending again, and I think mm-hmm. that's what she wants. 
Um, Probably. She says marriage is not the goal for her. Mm-hmm. She says she said women that I the ideology of marriage being the goal is no longer. So Tease, you're a woman, of course. Does she speak for you? No. Okay. And, and, and here's the thing. It's not even so much that I'm um someone that wants to get married, right? Right. It's just the idea that you can't. She said she said that the I it's we live in a different era, right? Mm-hmm. And I agree. But the thing is though, bro, it's it's um it's just like with a lot of stuff, like with a lot of things that we saw in the past, like people are are painting this, this negative picture right. before when it's when the reality is there's a portion of marriages that, that didn't work, but there's a great amount that did. Of course. <laughs> a great okay. amount has a great value in it, right? And so if you can't see the value in it, that's fine. But I I hate I hate painting those broad pictures, bro, and putting negativity on stuff that may not be from like I said, I'm someone my parents are still alive. My grandparents was together for oh, almost 60 years. Like um a lot of people that I know are divorced, but a lot of people I know that are still married too, right? So it's uh my my thing about a question about not or my um apprehension about you know marriage and stuff now is more so with age, not because I don't think it's a um a value in it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and I think that goal changes. You can say that you don't want to marry somebody, but if you meet a guy that's awesome and he wants to get married, your ass is getting married, period. Of course, I agree with you. And I think people, when I'm looking at the comments, bro, to be honest, I feel like people, it's a cop out for some ladies um, because we just ain't met uh, the, the person that wants to be married. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I understand it's it's a, it's it's not, we don't live in a time where people promote marriage. You know what I'm saying? Because they, we live in an individual uh, society where, they, where everybody wants to be self-elevated and they don't see the need to uh, be connected, you know what I'm saying, in partnership. And I understand, like, people always say, well, if you get married, you can do, you don't have to get married to have a beneficiary and to leave assets to your kids and your loved ones and all that stuff. I get it. But it's more, to me, like I said, it's more of a the spiritual value to me of being connected with somebody and being on one accord, being able to operate um, together as a unit and to grow together and have companionship um, together. I think that's dope. Yeah. I still think it's dope. And even if that's not my mindset right now, that doesn't mean that, you know, I wouldn't be open to it. I think I, I promise you, bro. I think a lot of it has to do with just because right now in a society, it's just like a lot of people have negative comments about marriage. And I think that's just some people, you know, they, they don't want to. And that's fine. Just say that doesn't work for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guarantee most women, all these women that be having these city girls and people like her, all of them got dudes at home. <laughs> all these billionaires, very, very few of them are single. Oprah was yeah. stepping for 50 years, okay? Yeah. <laughs> now she may not have been married, but I we don't even know. They could be secret married for all we know. You know, we really don't know. You know Never what I'm saying? But, but the people in the comments, they were saying, Yeah, marriage ain't a goal, but you do want to be with somebody. Like we we are people were designed to be together. Like 
we were designed we were designed to operate together and you can't you can't you can't separate that so that's just my thoughts on it. She don't speak for me, like I said, and I'm I'm not somebody that push getting married in that sense. But to me, like I said, I think I think if I was in a in a healthy relationship, that would be a goal. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not in a relationship right now, so I don't. That's not my 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 thought process. But like I said, you meet your dope guy that you're dating, and he's someone that wants to commit to your level. There's nothing gonna stop me from. It. I'm not. As many people I know that's divorced, I know as many that's still married. So me too. Same here. I'm not deterred by it because of what I saw. It's just like for me, I be I'm afraid of being like, damn, I'm in my 40s. I'm kind of set my ways. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> am I gonna be able to right. you know come out of myself and, and right. I, you, you can't be selfish in the relationship, you can't be selfish in the marriage because it's about the unit. You know what I'm saying? And I want that. I say that with my mouth. <laughs> like, I want that. But when it comes down to it, can I really effectively do that at this age? I think I can, but I don't know. I know you, I know you can. Know. Me knowing you, if I know you all my life, I know you can. Yeah. The, the, the thing with Amanda Seals that bothers me as a man is that you can't, you can't um, speak for all women because mm -hmm. you feel like this works for you. Yeah. Because her examples were that, you know, back in the day, grandma and great grandma got married for finances, financial reasons. Sure. Nowadays, women making money, too. That's great. Yeah. So for me, that's even better. Mm -hmm. I have I'm married to a woman that's driven, ambitious. Mm -hmm. He has goals. She wants to she wants to obtain a goal of a certain amount of income. Well, hell, mm -hmm. me, too. Absolutely. Both of us together can build something great. Together. That's right. It doesn't That's have to be about a business. Like, right. like I, I have a problem when people say marriage is a, is a is a business. It's a well. Listen, if you go into it like that, then that's what it's going to be. Absolutely. But, but if you go into it because I truly want a partner, mm -hmm. I want the companionship, I want mm -hmm. the love, then that's what it'll be. Yeah. Because, like you said, I know more people that are married than I do divorce. Sure. I yep. know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but nobody, but people don't promote that, bro. They promote the negativity, and like I said, when I look at the comments, to me, I don't, I don't want to 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 bash women, like, cause, cause, you know, people have different stories to where they got to where they got. You know what I'm saying? The way they yeah. think, what they think about marriage and stuff. But I think these ladies, if there were, if they, if we were in a time where men, and we, I can't say that because I still know people, I still know guys pr proposing to women. Yeah. Yes, we just, we just, you just may not have been, and, and again, it's not overwhelming like it used to be. Where I understand people got married back in the day because you know they had a they they wanted to the man needed somebody to come home to take yeah. care of them and all take that. Care of how, yeah. It was yeah. a different time, and 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 it was different. But there were women that still worked in too. True. You know what I'm like like True. she made her 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 um my grandma worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, but her 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 money was just was just extra though. Like men were okay with bringing home the bacon, and here's the check. You do what you gotta do, take care of the house, and that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. it. And 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 they were okay with that. Like you know, I just think that we were forced for various reasons for from being separated from our families from. You know, from for opportunities for women opening up. So, and then so many of our men being incarcerated to so many of them 
you know, mm-hmm. just it's it's I think it's about a couple weeks ago when um our friends on the show, you got a quarter of men that's that's of all women, bro, right? Of your pickings, you got one third that's in jail. Mm-hmm. You got one third that's already taken, and mm-hmm. you got one third that don't like women. Mm-hmm. So we had a shortage because it's more women than men. So yeah. I, just yeah. think, I think some women are we we are we kind of like gave up hope about the marriage thing. And so you put this negative conversation on it, like it ain't the goal no more. Like because you're forced to be independent and you're forced to do it. But listen. I, I always say this because I'm a, I've been working as long as I can remember. From the first time I had a summer job at 14 to now, right? And I've been out of my parents' house since I was 22. Mm-hmm. So I've been independent a long time. But if I was with somebody that wants to take the that to, to, to ease the, the pressure of me having to pay my rent every on the first, listen. You'll love it. You're welcome. I'll welcome it. Like my baby face said, I'll buy your clothes. I'll cook your food. I wash your clothes. Cause listen, you're taking off that pressure for me to have to, to do that. So I don't mind being domestic. I don't mind doing that because you're giving me the space to, I don't, that's one thing I ain't got to worry about. And I really think most guys that I've dated or that I know it's just something about men in that position in the world. And I feel like how they are designed, how you guys are designed to where they like that. They like providing. To sure, they don't want to, it's it's pressure, but I feel like, you know, and it's stressful because sometimes you, you don't want to disappoint, right? But I think in general, I think most men want, they want, y'all made for it. A little bit different than we are. You know what we I'm built, saying? We built a little different. We built it's not, a little bit different. It's not, so. it's not to say we're superior. Absolutely. It's just, we're just built, we're wired differently. We're wired to, we're wired to provide for mm-hmm. the woman we care about or the children we bring into this world. It's just, that's how, that's how we wire it. Now, I, granted, there are some who don't do that. We know that. Sure. Yeah. But, but the overall, like you just said, men, I do believe men are wired, like you just said, to be providers. Yeah. I don't know any, I don't, I, and maybe that's because, you know, like I said, I, my, my, my dad was, was adamant about us not, you know, um, <laughs> you know dating bombs you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah. you know it's just because he his thought process is i take care of my family by any my, my dad had two or three jobs sometime you know what i'm saying and he took care of his family the best way he could we wasn't rich but we wasn't poor either you know what i'm saying he, he did it the best way he could like we just he talked did it the best way he best could way. best way in right just to make sure we're taken care of so his right. mind is he don't to this day he don't understand men who don't do that because he grew up in a different sense and he didn't have his dad you know what i'm saying so he grew up with uncles that worked and he grew up just being around other men that took care of the the, the family so he can't comprehend me dating a guy and being like you know uh you figure it out like if (laughs) i knew i took to talk to a man that was like that i can't because that's a little stuff that dads you you're gonna see as as your daughter start dating That's the stuff that dads look at without looking at. They want to know that you marry my daughter. She shouldn't call me. You supposed, she supposed to call you. If you still, if, if, unless the guy is not available, if I call my dad before, if I'm telling dad, this is my man, right? And this is, this is my guy, dad, right? And if I call my dad for something before I call this man, he going to ask, why you ain't, did you call so-and-so? 
And I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Like he he still does that. And I'll yeah. be like, well, so and so, whatever. Cause he's thinking, what you why are you calling that your man? He can't be your man. Be your don't man. call me until or don't tell me that's your man. Because your man's supposed to take care of you. Your man's supposed to, you know, to make you feel secure. If you're still calling me, that ain't your man. And if he sees the guy, he's gonna make him feel that way. And he old school. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but he's going he old school. He old school. Old school. And yeah. he's just going to challenge that man. Like you, like I, he think he a simp. That's why and he'll probably teach you that way. That's <laughs> why guys like me, other guys, we raised off of that old school mentality. Yeah, I ain't that go. I don't care. A man of them can have that shit. I'm. I'm yeah. I don't want. I'm, I believe in that old and all, everything that's old school ain't good, but some traditions I ain't trying to change that. I'm sorry. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. This is a personal story I'm gonna share with the podcast. You probably already know it, but when I, when I first when I first got out of college, I had no job. Mm-hmm. Go back home, and it's cool, you know. I was back home with my parents. I'm sure if I asked my parents for something, I could get it. But at sure. the time. I was 20, 22 years old. I had a I had a girlfriend who was now my wife. She had a job. Mm-hmm. She came out of school making like almost thirty thousand dollars a year, which was a lot of money back That's in time, sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and she was single, no kids. So it really hurt me as a man to ask her to give me some money to get my hair cut. Right. It, it hurt me as a man to really ask her. To and let me get some money because me and my homie Damien want to go out to the club. Yeah. That hurt me, as yeah. a man. but again, I was raised that you know what, when I do get a job, you know what, I ask her for nothing. Mm-hmm. Whatever she want to do, she can come ask me. I'm mm-hmm. gonna give it to her, I'm gonna find a way to give it to her. Yeah, that's how I was raised. Yeah, I don't understand the mentality of a man that wants to lean on a woman. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't, I don't, I, unless uh, now keep in mind, unless that man can't work because of something physical, I understand, right. that. I get right. it. But like, 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 uh, what my man say, uh, the judge, Judge Mathis, mm-hmm. if this if this Negro got two working legs, two working arms, what the hell he doing at home waiting on a woman to give him something? Hey, right. that's the, hey, I don't, I'm, I'm with the judge. I'm with the judge. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there too, bro. I'm with you there. And I think, you know, I think, like I said, I think some of us women, we, we, we're in a position where we have to take care of ourselves because we we're single. Right. And, you know, um, but again, like I said, I, I would definitely prefer, I, I can't wait to the day that I can be in partnership. It ain't even the sense of that so much that I just going to be stopped working because I've been working for so long. I feel like I probably c- couldn't not work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. you said to me, it's more of a partnership where I feel like, yeah. I, it's just us merging together for a for a greater goal, right? So a bigger thing where we're, we're helping each other feel fulfill each other's dreams. So it's just like maybe I don't have to work as hard because we got two salaries. His salary bigger than mine, or maybe smaller than mine. But he's a man that's like I got this, and as long as as long as he's like that, I'm gonna try to do my best to be like I can support him in that. I don't mm-hmm. want to make his life harder when he's bringing home, you know, what I'm saying the bacon. I'm I'm. I, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't raised in the house like that. You know what I'm that's saying? What so. Like that's why the whole, you know, you hear these arguments like the man should pay all the bills. That's to me. That's fine if that's yeah. what works for y'all dynamic. In our house, yeah. 
But for yeah. everybody, that's not a reality. It's not a reality, bro. So let's so let's let's not always lump that into that's yeah. the way it should be. No, it's no. everybody's different. Everybody's it's, different. It could be he could say I'll pay. I feel like, like you said, bro, it, it to me, it's like, it's the partnership of what works best for y'all. Yeah. So we at this age, I got big bills. It's to me, if I meet somebody now, I got a heavy load of a student that I ain't dumping on him unless he just rich and be like, I'll pay that shit off, right? Yeah. But let's just say, I ain't married no rich guy, right? I'm yeah, married right. a guy that's working. He worked now in the file. Or he, or he got a solid job. He gets paid enough. I'm not, I don't feel comfortable giving him that debt. I don't feel comfortable giving him my credit card debt. Like, that's my shit, right? So yeah. if he says, this is how much our bills cost. This is how much we go put in the pot. Like, if he say, I'll take care of I'll take care of that. And I'll be, okay, I'll pay off this and I'll pay off. Like, I just feel like it's whatever works for you. I just don't feel comfortable, like throwing all that debt in there. And I don't feel like it's, it's true. not his responsibility. You know what I'm saying? That's it's my true. shit. You know what I'm saying? So like I, just, I never I never forget, like just before we close, like I never forget like going through like the uh, premarital counseling mm -hmm. with 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 uh with Pastor Lot. Mm -hmm. He looked me in my eye, he was like, now Corey, now you know, you know, if the lights get turned off, if the gas get turned off, ain't nobody gonna look at Samara. Yeah. They gonna look at you. That's right, and and and, and to that day, I, that never that never left my 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 train of thought. That's right. That's my whole thing. When That's stuff right. go wrong, nobody looks at the wife. Yeah, but because I don't think we because at the end of the day, I think men God made y'all the way y'all are in for a reason, and He did give y'all the ability to be leaders in the household for a reason. You know what I'm saying? All this independent shit and we equal we ain't equal because i don't want to build nothing okay <laughs> i don't want to build no house i don't want to do none of that so y'all can miss me with that independent equal i'm not equal i don't want this shit if i if a guy is in my house can you take the garbage out because i don't want to do it why am i why am i playing around like i want to do that shit nobody wants to do that no, can you wash my car? Can, can you, you do all that stuff? Because men like washing cars, right? Yeah. I know guys that wash their car every Saturday yeah. and they love it. You love that shit. Can you wash mine too? Yeah. Why am I acting like I want to wash? I don't want to do that. That's that's silly. That's silliness. And that's like, like we get so caught up in these accolades. Like I don't. Guys don't give a shit about they are degrees, none of that stuff. I'll be forgetting I even have a degree because it don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me, like, because what I'm passionate about has nothing to do with my degree. Right. It really doesn't. Like, I feel right. like it's the degree because I got it because they said we needed one, right? But what I love to do has nothing to do with my degree. Like, with your degree at all? At all? It doesn't make me who I am. You know what right. I'm saying? So she's speaking for some. She's speaking for herself, and yeah. I feel like it's it's. She always say dangerous stuff, bro. It's just like. Because you got a group of women that be like, yeah, it's not the goal, but I don't believe it, bro. I, yeah. I believe women, uh, so many women that still want to get married, some are scared to be, scared. people yeah. are scared to tear down those walls and be yeah. submissive because our hearts have been broken. And when you get to our age, it's just like you, you, the trust is, is hard. So I think that's all it is. Like, you Preach. know, I, I, I promise you, I believe that if you meet a good guy and He's someone that wants to marry you. You're going to want to get married because, like I said, you want to be official. Not that you can't be official without that. I'm not trying to miss those words, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like if you meet a good guy, you 
You want to be, you want to be, as they say back in the day, you want to be spoken for. You want to be spoken for. I do. I, I think it's just something. I can't wait to say my husband. <laughs> Me and my husband going to, you know, right. we're going to uh, to Turks and Caicos next week. Like, you know, I, I can't right. wait for those. Or even even just my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're, we're going. But it is something about, like, just that's being. Real, that's real spit. That's real spit. Being, that's just being, you know, connected to somebody. And yeah. I, I, I ain't buying it. I ain't bad with some telling some folks. Say. There you go. I ain't bad. But anyway, well, hey, before we leave, I want to say this. This is MJ birthday. Shout out it to sure my, He's one of my favorite artists of all times. He's definitely, he's probably my favorite one, to be honest. I got, you know, in my top five, he's probably one or two. You know, I've always been a I'm big. With you. I'm with so. you on that. So before we go, bro, what's your, what's your favorite MJ song? Ooh man, ooh wee, you caught me off guard. <laughs> or or let's do this, let's do something different. What's your favorite MJ video? Oh, oh thriller. It's not even close. Thriller. It's not mm. even close. It's really? Close. I mean, you I was so when you was younger, you wasn't scared of thriller. I was, but mm-hmm. as I got older, it's for me, it's three videos. It's thriller, mm-hmm. uh, remember the time, mm-hmm. and the last one is uh uh um, the one where he's walking down the street. Hey, pretty lady, what the hell okay, is uh, 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 The way you make me feel. Me feel. Those yeah. three. Those three. They're my favorite. Okay. So, I'll say my favorite videos is Remember the Time. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you've been hit by a smooth criminal. Okay. You know, he did a little lean, that little lean. And... It's you know what I got. I, it's hard for me to pick this last one, but it's either beat it or the one he did with Chris Tucker. Uh, you rock my world. Oh yeah, rock that video world. was dope. Yeah. I love that video. So I, okay, so I just say that one. You rock my world. So I'm gonna now, say so. The, those are my top three. It's it's. I don't know what my favorite song is, but I know what's in my top three. And it's gonna surprise you a lot of people. I think Liberia, I know one of yours is Liberian girl. Y'all's gonna say you love Liberian girl. <laughs> you know, I love that song. so odd, bro. Did you like that song? I love that song. Man. That, that is song so odd. Song. That's so funny that you love that song. That yeah. song is cold. Ever since I heard it, that song, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's, it's just cold, man. I love that song. Man. Oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite song, but it is I, tough. It's so tough, bro. tough man. It's so tough. tough. I like a lot of his stuff that he did. I like a lot of his old stuff. It's tough. Yeah. I like a lot of stuff. stuff with the Jackson. I like stuff he did, the newer things. Yeah. Off the Walls Party is, is in my top five favorite album. So hey, hey. I like everything on there. So yeah. And the, and the most underrated album he ever made was Invincible. Invincible I, was good. I stand Invincible on Invincible was very solid. Very good. Invincible album. was very solid. Very good yeah. Album. Very good. Yeah, that was that was it. So, all right, that's all I wanted to. I wanted to mention that before we get out of here. It was a good. All right, then. Hey, hey this is uh, episode. Oh, we lost coach. I think he was getting ready to say episode fifty-two. If you haven't, um, we back. They want. Yeah, God did. God right, did. God got you back, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. You, you, you go ahead, close out. Episode 52. Um, this was a good show. Um, shout out again 
tell our guest Jamie for joining the show. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Hands make, sure make sure y'all get her book. Follow yes. her on social media. Um, make sure y'all follow the podcast. Uh, some of this, some of that podcast. Follow the IG page. We need more people to follow the IG page. IG YouTube, y'all subscribe. I think you guys are listening, but I need y'all to subscribe. Yes, please subscribe. Yeah. Keep leaving comments. Yeah. And we appreciate it. Um, once again, we're coming back again next week, and we may have a guest, we may not, but again, we got surprises coming for y'all. And obviously, every week we're gonna be talking about something, whether it's ratchet or real. We're gonna be talking about it. Somebody, some that you never know what we're gonna get. You never know what we're gonna do. <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all have a good week, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.